This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about Miss Marvel, Episode 6, No Normal, the Season 1 finale. Stop stalling. Don't you see this kid could put you all at risk? If you're abetting a potential suspect, no one will be on your side, Sheik. I don't need anyone on my side. I'm not even concerned if God is on my side, as long as I am on his side. For God is always right. I don't have time for chronic quotes. Excuse me. Actually, that was Abraham Lincoln. Welcome back to Defenders TV Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about the finale of Miss Marvel, episode six of the first season. No normal. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Defenders. I am one of your other hosts, John. Yes, back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Going to miss that theme. Yeah, it's a good theme, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I really uh, like I it. I love the little choice of the... <laughs> it just feels really Kamala Khan-like. It does. Uh, I'm really it really glad does. I'm really glad to play that. Yes, just the two of us here for our finale discussion of Ms. Marvel. Unfortunately, Christmas did in both finale episodes. That we had I know. Yeah. He is really shirking his responsibilities now at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He'll need to be told off. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> That's what happens when we don't get previews and we have to do stuff uh, and, and fit them into <laughs> the time we have available rather than uh, working with our own calendars. But unfortunately, Chris isn't here. But as many of our regular listeners know, we do a wrap-up podcast for both of our for all of our shows. Um, once we finish them, uh, Chris will be back in time for those wrap-up shows, so he'll, we'll get his thoughts on Miss Marvel uh, when he gets back. Exactly. I'm so excited to yes. hear what he thinks about this one. His thoughts, his internal monologues, <laughs> and his singing, of course, may enter the fray. Usually edited out, as we know, John. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks so much for joining us throughout this season of Miss Marvel. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. It's been a a breath of fresh air every week, really, uh, Miss Marvel has. Yes, like freshly washed sheets Mm. with that lovely grass-type smell or, you know, river orchid, whatever fragrance you like. Yes, really sort of brightening up uh, the week has Miss Marvel. Did you just take d- in the washing done? I did, yes. Okay, thought so. <laughs> and also, of course, it's not only will I miss our little theme, but mm. I will really miss this show. It's just yep. filled with fun, mm-hmm. sort of laughter, just positivity, mm-hmm. uh, really, really good. Yeah, and a few nice emotional moments as well throughout oh, the season. definitely. Yeah, been yeah. really good. Definitely. Yeah. But if you have only just joined us for Miss Marvel, uh, you can subscribe to the main podcast feed where you'll get access to all of the shows that we do. Uh, over 50 different shows uh, on our podcast feed. You can get that on TV Podcast Industries or just search for TV Podcast Industries on any good or evil podcast player. Uh, you can also send in your thoughts uh, for that wrap-up show and for on any of the shows that we talk about. You can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. And if you want to keep up, up with everything that we're doing, pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tv podcast industries answer the quick question there and then join us uh, for some chats about the shows that we're covering yes if you are just joining us for episode six of miss marvel mm-hmm. the other five episodes are there yes, they're banked and ready to go absolutely along along with 664 other episodes i think if i if i've done my maths correctly there well give them a chance <laughs> at least miss marvel to begin yes, with that's true. yes that's true start there but welcome on board of mm-hmm. course uh, Derek, let us get into our spoiler-filled review of Episode 6 of Miss Marvel. Yep. What are some of the episode details? Well, executive producers for this series are Kevin Feige, <gasps> Louis Desposito, <gasps> Victoria Alonso, Bisha K. Ali, and Adila Bilal. Excellent stuff. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm still surprised that Kevin Feige, gosh, he does so <laughs> much. He really does. He really does. The guiding hand of the MCU, uh, whether it's on TV or in movies. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, but also big heads up to Bisha K. Ali as mm-hmm. well as the showrunner, ultimately, uh, yeah. for this show. Yeah. Like, yeah. really, as I say, freshly mown grass, Springer, you name it, bracing breeze uh, type 
series, I think. Yes, absolutely. She's done such a great job as the head writer on the show. Um, loads of other people involved in the show, of course, including Adil and Bilal, as I mentioned, they yes. are executive producers of the show. They directed this episode and the first episode, setting the tone for the show. And we see some of those motifs, let's say, come back at the end of the, at the end of the season as well, uh, which we'll talk about uh, in this episode. Uh, the story for this episode written by Will Dunn. Uh, he's been a story editor on the show, uh, was the story editor in the first two episodes of the season, and he has the final, uh, the final episode. Uh, but he didn't work alone in the final episode. He did the teleplay along with AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey, who we've mentioned a number of times on the podcast before. Uh, AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey, uh, heavily involved and leading the team behind What If? Yeah, good, good stuff there. Well done, Will. Right, writer's room, script advisor to, uh, Writing the finale of Miss Marvel. Well, absolutely, absolutely heavily involved in the show all along. So, uh, obviously, he gets the final episode that makes loads yeah, of sense. Really good. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed this episode. And, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the season finale of Miss Marvel No Normal? Sure. While Bruno and Cameron are on the run, Agent Diva orders the lockdown of the city to find the superpowered teenager. Meanwhile, Nakia, worried about them. Both turns to Kamala, who heads out to save the day wearing her new superhero suit given to her as a gift from her mother. Kamala meets up with Bruno and Cameron, who feels like he is being crushed from the power inside him. But with the Department of Damage Control still hot on their heels, Kamala asks Kareem and the Red Daggers for help as they plan to get him to Pakistan. Waiting for Karim's man in New Jersey and holed up in their school, Kamala, Bruno and Cameron must avoid capture, but are soon joined and supported by Nakia, Amir and Zoe. The group devises a plan to stall the damage control agents who have tracked them to the school. Despite Agent Cleary ordering Divas and her team to withdraw, she ignores the order and has the school stormed. While their fire extinguisher and softball plan slows down the agents, damage control manages to arrest everyone except Kamala and Cameron. As they try to escape the school, Cameron asks about his mother, Najma. Unable to lie, Kamala tells him the truth about his mother's death in Karachi. Riven with anger and cornered outside the school, Cameron turns his new powers on damage control, as they start to shoot at him and Kamala. But in doing so, he also puts in danger a large crowd of bystanders from the local community who have gathered. Kamala uses her powers to protect her community and to stop Cameron from doing something he regrets when Agent Divas looks to take him out of the picture. In a protective crystal dome, Kamala persuades Cameron to accept the Red Dagger's offer and helps him to escape. After the incident, Diva is suspended by Agent Cleary for disobeying a direct order and shooting at children. Kamala takes the name of Miss Marvel after her father explains the meaning of her name in Urdu, and in Karachi, Cameron meets Kareem for the first time. A week later, as Bruno is about to head off to Caltech, he explains to Kamala that she is different from her family, as she has a mutation in her genes. Finally, in a mid credit scene, Kamala and Carol Danvers swap places after the bangle emits a strange glow. Ooh, very strange, glowy, glowy stuff. Exactly. Uh, which has been happening all season, I suppose, as well. It's so. the bangle tingle. That's mm. what it is. <laughs> there you go. I like it, John. I like oh, it. Oh, the tingle tangles. Yeah. <laughs> the tingle tangle bangle. Yeah, I the guess. tingle tangle bangle. <laughs> uh, a big final episode last week. We uh, were really involved in the history and the uh, the legacy of uh, of Kamala's family uh, for most of the episode, with just the last couple of minutes really being dedicated yeah. to this, moving on to the next episode. But I really felt the excitement in this episode. We're back in, we're back in school. We're back with her friends all working together and all of her community working together in this final episode. I thought worked so well and exactly what I enjoyed in the first couple of episodes of the show. Um, the rest of the show has been really enjoyable for different reasons, but this was the core of the show when it began. I love that they brought it back to this core uh, for this finale as well. Oh, definitely. And also with the family and the community mm -hmm. there outside the school at the end, you know, as DODC are, are shooting mm -hmm. at, at two children effectively. Yep. So yeah, I just loved how it all just, um, kind of came back to New Jersey, Absolutely. Here, you know, and, yeah. you know, there was the protection, uh, or the use of Kamala's powers as protection, 
um, to effectively save Cameron from himself a bit. You know, that he doesn't, in the sense, he doesn't get lost and consumed by his own thoughts mm-hmm. and, and with this new power in him. But also, I love that, you know, the community and her family protect them as well, standing up against the DODC. So, Absolutely. like, it's really powerful stuff, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. I really, I just loved uh, that being brought uh, into the show. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the show the way we normally do with our marvelous moments from the episode. We have three marvelous moments usually. We might even stretch it to four this episode, but uh, not sure. We might just cram them all into the third one. Uh, our first marvelous moment in the episode is really about uh, the family surrounding uh, Kamala. Uh, let's talk about the brand new suit in Marvelous yes. Moment number one. Suits you, sir. Yes, yes. Sir S, I guess. <laughs> um, I... I this was really, just really, really nice, I thought, you know, because we've kind of seen the creation of it anyway mm. um, in, you know, the the episodes earlier with uh, Kareem giving her the, the red dagger cloth that's mm-hmm. used uh, um, to, to hide their face and so on. Yeah. And, you know, you could see her taking that and, and putting it on the at the time absolutely i think as and we well had, and we had the uh the blue waistcoat that was given to her by the red daggers as well yeah. so um so um maniba had seen her in the outfit that she kind of homemade with everything uh, attached to it so she takes that as her inspiration along with the broken necklace which exactly. we spoke about last episode as, yeah and i love the fact that she probably haggled with the fantastic tailors in karachi to get this and um, this superhero suit for her daughter mm-hmm. made because we see earlier with Maniba and having arrived back from Karachi and you see Yusuf looking for one item of clothes that he had he had asked for yeah. and Maniba saying I've still got it in me to sort of bargain uh, with with the the, the tailors mm-hmm. and so on so I, I love the fact that this suit was given by Kamala's mother Maniba to her in that moment you have like and it's kind of very quick on the tale of kamala effectively um coming out as a superhero mm-hmm. to her family and the the prize but the protection that yusef has for her oh, you yes. have um she calls herself i'm the light girl no night girl you've got the questions from her brother and his wife mm-hmm. you know are your powers limitless or do you need to recharge yeah so i like that the question from her brother is a dig at her because he's still her brother at the yeah, end of the day so, exactly so did you drop that boy on purpose yes, exactly. or not? <laughs> so I, I love that this suit giving from mm-hmm. maniba to Kamala is kind of contained within this absolutely gorgeous family setting of one of support, yeah. but also one of being still protective. You know, Yusef saying, well, you're not going out to find danger, are mm-hmm. you? Uh, but ultimately, just that supportive nature, that's brilliant. I mean, how many times, you know, do you get that? in in a superhero show you know it's normally they're they're ostracized or Mm -hmm. they keep it quiet because so this was really fantastic and i think the suit looked amazing and i loved that all these different people uh from the tailor in karachi Mm -hmm. to the to her mother seeing the the symbol that off her broken necklace Mm -hmm. to the red daggers adding their bit to it yeah. you know all those different elements were just really really good absolutely and what i also really liked about this this moment with her family it gave a, a second to breathe i suppose before the the episode kicked off but having that switch in places between uh maniba and and yusef um where yusef's now suddenly really worried about his daughter because while he does believe in her and does love her he's really now scared that she's going to be going out and looking for yeah. for trouble she has to placate him she tells him well you did you didn't raise anybody that wouldn't help if they had the power to help um and then maniba saying but i trust you uh, which yeah. was the exact opposite of the conversation they had about WonderCon, about her going to avengers con sorry um right at the start of the season where yusef was saying i trust you 
and Malibu saying, I don't. So that whole experience that they had in Karachi where um, Maniba had gotten much closer to her daughter, telling her, yeah. uh, I'm sorry I've held you so close. You have the, you should be allowed to breathe and grow. So uh, that has all changed now. They're, they're now a supportive family around her. Um, and I didn't mean to spoil it at the beginning of the season when I said that this is one of the fundamental things about Kamala Khan's character. She has a very supportive structure of family around her, which most Marvel heroes tend not to, even in the MCU, tend not to see very many supportive families around exactly. them. I think Hawkeye is probably the only example that we've seen of a family that's around him uh, all the time. So I love that they brought this in in this way into, into Miss Marvel, that everybody now knows, and they're all uh, building up Miss Marvel. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it is, is, as you say, it's the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. So in that moment where, no, I'm not looking for trouble, you hear the phone buzzing away in the background because Nick here uh, is, is tr- desperately trying to call her because of the situation with Bruno uh, and Cameron. Yes, exactly. Exactly. She's FaceTiming Amir, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, I think that's kind of it for the suits uh, elements. So let's move on to the big central element of the show, the big antagonist uh, of the show. Uh, in our marvelous no- moment number two, we've got the uh, Department of Damage Control on the warpath. We yeah. saw last episode, it did end with that big explosion, which uh, destroyed um, basically Bruno- Bruno's home. So it destroyed the shop that he works in and, and he lives above it. So they're now following, trying to find Cameron and, uh, and Bruno on the run. Um, and going to multiple places you know trying to find them but yeah of course first stop is the mosque to tell them we're here for your protection this is going to be much more damaging for you uh we're here uh you, you can't take care of anything without our help basically so um and yeah. an, an interesting antagonist in, in the final episode they have been involved right from the uh closing scenes of the first episode so they've been in the background a lot but these are absolutely the antagonist yeah absolutely like i really like this you know you you have bruno and cameron sort of escaping the the tube uh the the metro uh train the underground the underground and bruno taking cameron to the mosque because you know mosques churches synagogues Mm -hmm. you know are places of refuge he goes there for refuge yeah and you know really nice kind of sentiment there coming from from bruno Mm -hmm. and then you have the department of damage control and on as you say on the warpath hunting for these two after whatever they've seen from the drone footage Mm -hmm. and i just you know then you have um sheikh abdullah bringing them in um as a place of refuge yep. and then them walking in again and having that tense standoff and um, i mean what they even say that the sanitation divisions probably, probably got them under yeah. surveillance yeah. i love that they all hold up their id card mm-hmm. they're kind of like yeah okay you know that's not gonna be something you're gonna catch us on uh, and you know it, it's played out but you know Seriously, it, it's Divas is a diva. I mean, she's kind <laughs> yeah. of got a real sort of power hungry, really um, takes nothing into consideration. Mm-hmm. Even like with the quote at the at the start that we've played, mm-hmm. where, where she, um, you know, as she's leaving and say Sheikh Abdullah gives the quote and she immediately thinks it must be from the Quran mm-hmm. when in fact it's from a president of the United States. Exactly. I love that moment and I love how it's played with that humour of the ID cards but also with Nakia as well and Miguel in the you know the, the toilet roll room mm. and with you know, the closet where then is like it's my it's my boyfriend mm. and he's like you're wearing a body cam right yeah. I I want footage I want of, proof this. of this. I want yes. proof of this, and that kind of playing out through through the rest of the episode, e- mm. even sort of where you get that kind of montage of social media uh, after oh, the yes. fight outside of the mosque. So I just really like that. It was good to see Miguel back again. You know, he was there very much at the start as one of the gang. Mm. Um, he was at the party where they met Cameron, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, I I thought that was done really well. But yes, I think the only thing with the DODC, certainly, you know, are theories at the start of the season that maybe they are Skrull, mm-hmm. certainly haven't played out here. 
Um, mm. not, not particularly, but the tension between Cleary and Divas yes. still suggests that. Yes, it does. So that's, that, I think it's even more, um, upfront now in this episode because we're not, I, I don't think they would, would reveal it in this show. I think because we're building up to, uh, Secret Invasion with, uh, with Nick Fury as the central role, uh, featuring the scrolls, um, I think they're planting the seeds for who could be a scroll in the future and having a person in the Department of Damage Control who is so hell-bent on shooting in the streets to kill children at a high school as well, you know? Yeah. Um, it, 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 after being told by her lead officer to back down and, and walk away, I think you're, I think this is definitely the, the person that we're going to see be a big turn in the future. That's a villain. That's not just a member of a yeah. government agency. I mean, it's interesting. It's like, how long do you need for it to sort of come to fruition? Because, mm. yes, that's exactly it. You know, whatever government agency, certainly one involved in enforcement and law enforcement, mm-hmm. shooting on children, yep. um, it is not certainly correct. not something that would happen normally i get it they've got superhero powers but still they've got the technology mm-hmm. to take them down peacefully yeah and certainly it, it it's that going in all guns blazing mm. so and they went the they went the only kids on site and there were uh, innocent bystanders right outside the place so yeah so uh, yeah but i i think it does need to play out at some point mm-hmm. so i don't know why they haven't hinted at it even you know so if we assume it's still true that mm-hmm. um, Cleary and Divas, or at least one of them, are scroll. I think Divas, yeah. yeah. Then I don't see why they wouldn't sort of make that a little bit more obvious. Right. I mean, even even if it was just some kind of like you know, like the 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 Godzilla or the lizard blink across <laughs> their eyes or something at yeah. some point, because I think it needs to play out f- for sure, and mm-hmm. it needs to be relatively soon i think it does and and secret evasion is coming soon filming has begun on it yeah. so uh so we know it is coming soon but uh, i think it's just divas i don't think it's any other members of department of damage control now um i thought at the beginning of the series season possibly but i think it's just divas on her own as as the yeah. plant in dodc uh that's why she's completely ignoring the orders of her of her boss effectively so um so anyway um that's overall that the the story of what's going on dodc we have another big point to talk about in a second but i do want to call out the very good uh gag uh that's used to send cameron and bruno on their way when uh when uh sheikh abdullah gives them the hats to put on their head because that is standard yeah. MCU undercover garb. It's, Absolutely. it's gotten so used now that even in shows they're referencing, you need something to wear as a disguise. Here's a hat to put on your head. And the um, hoodie in the school of as course. well. So it, yeah. yes, they are using well-trodden uh, disguise, masters of espionage, mm-hmm. counterfuge, and disguise, uh, a la MCU for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I, I love that you had, um, one one of their hats was halal mm-hmm. the other was uh haram exactly which was really good yes halal halal being something that is permitted within uh, the muslim faith and uh harim haram being something that isn't permitted which is bruno not being muslim and uh karim being muslim so uh, lovely little uh, under about background jokes there uh, yes. which are really liked good stuff let's get on to our marvelous moment number 3 then to talk about homeschool alone let's say yeah, I, I was wondering how this this plan that was being devised. I loved how it was done in the artwork on on the chalkboard. Yeah, thought that was really cool. I love that you get to the end of the season and you go, "That's a real Miss Marvel touch in yes, the sixth episode." Exactly. You know, they've already created this kind of uh, palette to work with for the characters. And I was like. wondering how they were going to combine softballs, which are anything but, mm-hmm. and the the fire extinguishers. Mm. I love that Zoe was there. I like that there was a you know a little sort of line drawn under that and i really liked yeah. her sentiment as well that she's only there in school because the the music classrooms have got great acoustics for her tiktok posts of course but i also like that when she's there the rest of the group go well and zoe and yeah. she then says 
I always thought it was you, but it is for you to tell your story. Exactly. Even though she's this big social media storyteller mm -hmm. and, and so on. Well, the, so there was, was really nice. There was an accusation of, of Zoe at the beginning that when she got saved by uh, Light Girl or Miss Marvel back in the, back in the, that first episode, there's ac accusation that she was um, using it to promote herself. And really, what you get out of this, and, and then the, and the key is kind of. Um, almost attacking her because remember herself and Kamala haven't really made up for Kamala not telling uh, Nakia that she is Miss Marvel. Um, but there's kind of that attack on her of, well, you knew the whole time as well. And you're not even as close a friend as I am if coming from Nakia and, and uh, Zoe saying, but I would never tell anybody else. That's her story to tell. That's her story to share. So it really softens Zoe who could have been, you know, if this was just a Disney plus show set in a high school, you'd absolutely have Zoe being the, the villain who used yeah. to be, best friends with them but i like that they incorporate her in the final plan as well all of the plan that we see in the board is all just distractions it's not a real plan to um to do anything and beat the ddc the real plan is to use zoe's social media following to get everybody down to the school to to um distract attention from uh, from the DODC and from the uh, from the kids in the school so they can get out of the of the situation so that's the real plan is actually using Zoe's uh, exactly, Zoe's ability. Yeah. and I can really tell the difference between my age and Zoe's age because when they said she has 100,000 followers on social media um I was going yeah worldwide right um, but it's really that she has a huge group of followers in Jersey yes, uh, actually yeah. New Jersey so when she's telling people to Line up and get down here. It's all of all the people that she actually may see in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It was really, really good. I, I mean, the plan. I just loved all of this. I mean, to me, it had vibes of ET with the, you know, the faceless um, government mm -hmm. agency uh, DODC agents yeah. going after them with the red hoodies and, and the bike yep. fitted with the fire extinguishers to create this smoke screen. Mm -hmm. uh, I really kind of loved the use of the classic volcano experiment there to sort of fill the classroom and, and mo uh, most of the side corridors as well mm -hmm. with uh, the foam generated from it again just to slow them down and yes. then it's ba baking soda and vinegar I it have is to ask it you. is uh, yeah. it, it's <laughs> yes. the classic it. volcano eruption experiment that you do mm -hmm. and then also with the just you know the that classic use of the the ball firing thing to just fire the softballs at the the agents yes but i really enjoyed how this sh scene was shot because you have that moment of oh they've gone for a proper kids movie here they're going for home alone as they shoot the softballs yeah. at the people in front of them and almost in instantaneously, you see another set of guards coming in directly behind them on the other side. Yeah. So uh, so it's a funny little quick moment, and then they're taken out. Yes. Uh, as they think they're winning shooting balls at people who have guns. Um, so I really like that they didn't dwell on it, didn't make it look as if um, everybody was winning. It was all about distraction. So uh, really good fun. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, the thing here, the, the bigger threat is Cameron mm. here. Uh, because of his new powers, you know, we see him really struggling to to control yeah. uh, the power within him. Uh, even uh, even on the subway earlier on, when he's when he's attaching himself to the uh, the pole, and then gets pushed and smashes a window on the yeah. on the train. Yeah. Exactly, and I, I love the little thing from Bruno to Kamala. You know, don't tell him about his mother. That mm. you have no idea with this with him struggling to kind of contain control this power, which. I loved it when in that brief moment he he couldn't do that and it went in out in those wisps and then then that happens again mm. when he's out fr the front of the school. Yeah. So I, I I really like that, but ultimately he finds out that his his mother has died. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish Kamala had just explained it to him better there and then mm. but i loved kamala's sentiment then in the protective dome that she creates around him that you know his mother najma she died so that you could be saved yeah. in this world effectively absolutely yeah. she and she sent you everything that she possibly could to help exactly you survive. yeah and this it's also it almost is like this physical manifestation of her love mm -hmm. her her care that she has towards him, uh, which was really uh, a great sentiment. But ultimately, until there's that kind of 
calm down, calm down talk um, <laughs> with him in this protective dome. He is out to destroy all those DODC agents and yeah. the the collateral damage that will happen to the bystanders, but also to the rest of the gang who have been taken into custody. I mean, you just see the the sharpened crystals getting closer to their faces mm. and they're like, uh, that sort of just in time Kamala manages to step in. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's, he's riven with this kind of revenge and anger yeah, yeah. a bit from, from this. So whether that's justified, I don't know mm. because I do feel if Kamala had just said it a bit differently, mm. he, it's not to say he wouldn't be angry. It's not to say he wouldn't be upset, yeah. but, um, it may have been different. I don't think they had enough of a breather for her to say too much. She was kind of yeah. saying things, but um, I think the only time they really did have that breather is when she puts the dome over him. Remember, there was uh, DODC officers around the corner who just shot off the corner of a wall right beside Cameron when he learns this information about yeah, his mom. So, that's true. So he reacts yeah. really quickly. You know, teenagers do tend to react quite quickly yeah. to things as well. And it's the rabbit in the headlights type thing. Mm. You know, he's been backed into a corner Absolutely. and he doesn't like that either. Absolutely. Rabbit's notorious for being backed into corners and attacking. Yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, a wild animal then. Yes. You know, it, but a tiger, um, yes. you, you name it, anything but a, a cross between a tiger and a rabbit. rabbit. Okay. Uh, but the other thing is as well, he knows about the red daggers. Yes, he so, does. I think there's also an assumption that his mum has died because of the red daggers. Mm. Because that's... Well, he says they're more dangerous to him than the DODC outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he's certainly aware of them. So uh, interesting that he takes the advice from Kamala and follows her lead and goes uh, to Karachi to meet up with the red daggers. Yeah. Um, so you would assume now he's going to be helped um, to learn how to use his powers of the red daggers and won't end off down the same path as the clandestine did. So yes. that's, I presume, where his path is going to lead. Yeah. Uh, where are the rest of their paths going to lead, John? Um, let's, let's say one more big moment. Sorry, of course, one more t huge moment from the homeschool alone, from the battle outside the school. Um, Kamala finally says her comic book phrase, the phrase she uses she to, really to kind of enter her superhero mode, let's say. Uh, she finally says in Biggin in the show uh, to create these massively long extended light arms that she's got. So you still see Kamala's arms underneath them, but they're new big light extended arms to kind of make herself more gigantic, much closer to the kind yeah, of hair she has in the effectively. Comic yeah, she embiggens, she mm. grows. And that was that was great seeing that. Yeah. It, because fellow defenders, at the end when I say keep watching, keep listening, uh, mm -hmm. Derek had put rather than keep defending embiggen and yeah. I didn't want to use it for five but I might episodes. be using it on this one because <laughs> she said episodes, it because yeah. she said it and it is a great moment I um, was trying to make you look like you knew what was coming even though <laughs> it is one of those words that is kind of like funny exactly yes yes it fits, it fits but it does it fits really well and it was great to see that new element to her power set as well mm -hmm. So such a big moment from the episode, I like the sonic gun that's being used to break the hard light or the kind of crystal being created yeah. by uh, by Kamala and, and by Cameron as well. His is very different from hers. You know, his, his is coming out really sharp and pointy, uh, which is why you're kind of scared that someone uh, in the back of that van is going to get uh, maybe stabbed by, uh, by yeah, some it, of this random stuff shooting at Cameron. It has a green and yellow tinge to it, mm. whereas hers is more rose and blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, so really good seeing this fight. I thought it was a really good fight. I love the the family and the community element there as well. I love uh, that yes. moment where they stand up uh, to the DODC agents as they encroach on the dome, mm -hmm. instructed by divas to sort of basically take it down. Mm -hmm. And that Kamala helps 
Cameron to escape mm-hmm. uh, down into the sewers below. And we have the Spider-Man 2 moment, uh, except this time in New Jersey, because yes. New Jersey people uh, stick up for their own uh, as they <laughs> as they uh, they protect Ka- uh, Kamala. I thought that was really a really nice little moment uh, there at the end. Uh, that it for the main moments from the episode. We have a few little tags to talk about oh, as definitely. well. Definitely. Yeah. Some big tags. Yes, we do. One massive tag. <laughs> in fact, one massive gene sequence, uh, you know, it's crisper, if you will. Um, All right, let's just get on to it then. Joe. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, here we were talking about Inhumans mm-hmm. um, uh, and so on, when in fact we have the, 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 the prodigy of Bruno, who's done a bit of gene sequencing, as you do yeah. um, at that age, uh, with hey, the... He's like Tony Stark, no, he remember? Is. He is. Yeah. He's absolutely... He is... Phase four's Tony Stark, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> um, and he basically informs Kamala that she is different from her family. Amir wanted to see if he had the same powers. Oh, you'd want to know. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, he doesn't. And that mm-hmm. there was a slight mutation in her genes. Yes. yes. Different Kamala to all Khan. the rest of her family. Is not an inhuman, mm-hmm. but a mutant. Yes, the first mutant mutant in the six one six that we've been yes. uh, introduced to, right? Definitely. Um, so we have had a mutant in uh, in Multiverse of Madness uh, introduced for a short period of time, um, but this is the this is the first mutant being introduced, and of course. The same as they did with that mutant in uh, Multiverse Madness. We get a little blast of the uh, the 1990s uh, X-Men cartoon yeah. uh, music, which was so cool to hear. That was uh, really was, a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you didn't, you missed, we do know the importance of using words like mutant in this show. Here's a blast of the theme tune. So I, you know I love that little touch. Coming. It was so good. I also liked as well just the lead up to it with Bruno and Kamala, mm. where he's talking about having done more work work on the her genes mm-hmm. and Kamala's just you can call me when you're bored, Bruno. You <laughs> do that. know that. You know, yeah. really, really good. I love the little toing and froing between Bruno and Nakia mm-hmm. over the car, uh, Cameron's car. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Just really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. You, know, you get that sense of the friendship mm-hmm. here. And certainly with Nakia be, uh, and Kamala, because you know Kamala really saying, you don't hate me for not having told you mm-hmm. before other people that I was nightlight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was really good. But one of the interesting things, I suppose, about this reveal of Kamala being a mutant and different to the rest of her family, we had thought this exploration throughout the series has all been leading from Aisha. Her great grandmother had had the power. It had led then through the family. She puts on the bangle and she uncovers her gin self her yeah. uh, the magic within uh, w- within her but it turns out here the explanation coming from bruno that she has got a mutation means nobody else in her family could have put on the bangle and gotten the same powers as kamala got yeah it would have tapped in to their internal uh life their their internal uh power from uh, stemming back from aisha but none of them would have been able to do what kamala khan can do because added to that power is this mutation which i Really love, uh, because I, I love the idea, as I said a minute ago, I love the idea that Amir was kind of going, but what if I'm also super power? Can we find yeah, that out? I know, exactly. Uh, but that's all off the table. The family are her family, there to support her. They're not all going to be a superhero family. It's not going to be the Incredibles next season or something. But then it's also that Aisha was a mutant. So are the clandestine a mutant? Or it's probably more likely that that's how it's worked through to this point yeah. now on Earth. Yes. Kamala has a mutation different different from every other member for, of her yes, family. It's exactly. not stemming from Aisha. No. Uh, everybody else has the same genes coming from Aisha. I, I believe it's this yeah. way. Correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but it was only one line of dialogue. But I think that's yeah, the, the exactly. inference here is that Kamala is a, mut- a mutant, has this mutation nobody else does. Yeah. Exactly. So, very cool. Um, let's quickly talk about Bruno um, here. Uh, just a couple of little touches, which I thought were 
kind of interesting to see. You know, we're going to be going into a big movie, a big Marvel movie, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, Bruno has been building up to going away to Caltech. This final moment when he tells this information to Kamala, that's their kind of last night together. They're off to get shawarma together. Yeah. Uh, just like the Avengers did. Um, exactly. But he's off to Caltech. And interestingly, the last scene we saw before that was that he wrote a note and put it into um, Kamala's locker in school. It must have been Kamala's locker. Yes, I locker. think so, yeah. But then a week passes and then they have this conversation. So did she not see the note for the full week? That's it. it, it or were they off school for the it week? could have been Maybe. with with everything that had gone on. Mm. They got a week off. Um, but then he is a bookworm. He likes to, to go in and do that. But yeah, he it was interesting ha- that they didn't mm. deal with whatever he put through the locker of Kamala Khan, assuming it is. Yeah, I I presume it is. But also, he probably isn't just a bookworm. He's probably picking up his documentation to go off to Caltech, John, because remember, it's all being paid for by the school. So uh, that might have been the reason he was in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So Bruno's heading off uh, to the other side of the country, only a 43-hour drive away. I love that you can say that kind of stuff in America. 43-hour drive. Um, But we should also quickly talk about Kamala getting her actual name as well. Yes. Um, Maniba gives Kamala her uh, her full suit, her final Miss Marvel suit, and Yusef gives her her name. Yeah. Uh, tells her what uh, Kamala actually means in Urdu, um, which is uh, special or wonder or marvel. And I love her instant reaction being, wait a minute, I have the same name as Carol Danvers? Yeah. Um, so lovely. And, and getting getting her name from her father it just it, it it adds to that sense of family we've got throughout the season yeah absolutely Brilliant. i thought dad and daughter on the roof a real nice kind of bookend mm-hmm. here from maniba at the start with the suit to as you say the the name ms marvel coming from her dad mm-hmm. about how she is a marvel uh, because she was perfect yep. and it because they had been trying for so long for a second child. Mm-hmm. So when she came along, that was the name they gave her. So it was really, you know, it really means something to her, not only because it's coming from her father, but yeah. like you say, because it's the same name as Captain Marvel. Yeah. So really, really good little moment there. I love it. Really cool. Really cool. Right, let's get on to the post-credits scene then. Yeah. We... I had hoped this was what was going to happen. We'd hoped that we were going to see Brie Larson in the series at some point. There's been so much work done by the character of Kamala Khan connecting the two characters throughout the season. We know they're going to appear on screen together in the Marvel's movie. I'm so glad we had a moment here where it connects correctly with the movie. It really does set it up to a point where you could expect to be walking into the cinema next year when the movie comes out. And this would be the opening scene of the movie as... I'm guessing Kamala just got shot across the galaxy as uh, as um, Carol Danvers gets dragged into the bedroom of a 16-year-old. <laughs> well, that's it. Where has she gone to? Mm. Who knows? Um, it could be into the middle of an Avengers meeting. It could, could be. be hmm. Yeah, as you say, she's on a spaceship mm-hmm. in the middle of space, back on Kree or some other world that Carol Danvers has been rescuing, you know, from Endgame. Uh, it was, I'm doing the rest of the galaxy exactly. here, yeah. um, not just Earth, as she comes in to yeah. help the Avengers uh, defeat Thanos. So I, I really like that. I love the moment where she, you know, it's kind of like a you, you get the tingle bangle and then <laughs> it almost reminds me slightly of the effect in Harry Potter when they uh, apparate off because oh, yeah. it kind of <laughs> comes out of nothing yeah. and spins around. She kind of twists into something. Yeah, as well, exactly. Like I, I love the look on her face as she's looking at herself, you know, seeing all the posters. I mean, mm. it's basically she's just entered potentially into Annie Wilkes's house uh, in misery uh, and her number one fan. Like, Uh-oh. how's this going to play out? Okay, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I just love this. Get it was short. Any sledgehammers. Exactly. Uh, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, it was short, mm-hmm. sharp, uh, and just really nicely slick. And yeah. Because, yeah, you can just see it starting off uh, the, the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So really good. Very cool. Very cool. That's where we leave uh, the episode, the finale of Miss Marvel. Um, 
at least this season. But at least, as we've said throughout the season, the cool thing about this is we've known this is going to lead into the Marvels, the movie next year. John, overall, do you defend Miss Marvel Episode 6, No Normal? I do defend uh, this episode of, of Miss Marvel. Um, I'd give this five marvellous volcano experiments out of five. Nice. Um, I just thought it tied things up really nicely. Could some things have been explained more? Yes, I think they could have. Mm -hmm. Could we have gotten eight episodes out of this or slightly longer? I think we could. I think there was enough material there, but they they went for a a nice shorthand all the way through. Mm -hmm. Not too much explaining. And it it came off and was pulled off really, really well here. I, I loved how it all came together with that just great feeling of um you know home alone uh the goonies you name it all this thing of of putting together a plan to stop adults from really wrecking you and uh that happening in the school yeah i love that cameron and kareem are together in in karachi i'd love mm-hmm. to see how that goes and that's got real potential with a descendant from the clandestine mm-hmm. with the the red daggers and I have to say, Iman Vellani, um, I just thought she was absolutely superb in this. 100%. And I loved her expressions. Like when she's up telling her family that she's the light girl mm-hmm. or nightlight and receiving the suit off um, her mother and hearing about the meaning of her name in Urdu mm-hmm. from her father – just it felt so genuine it was really really well done yeah. the action sequences were good um through all of this mm-hmm. and i think that um i kind of just want to see more of this miss marvel space it really mm-hmm. felt uplifting fresh dynamic just urgent uh really nicely done throughout the whole of this episode yeah. um and i loved the book endings of uh kamala with her family at the start and with the suit and at the end with um her her dad i thought that was really really nice i loved the sense of the family from this episode i loved the sense of the community Mm -hmm. in this episode i loved the sense of the friendship within this episode so just absolutely top notch yeah. Uh, for for me, yeah. Uh, so yeah, five marvelous volcano experiments out of five. Derek, do you defend this episode of Miss Marvel? No, absolutely. I thought this was a great ending to the series. A series I really, really enjoyed, but uh, it just kept giving more and more. I was I was giggling on the sofa this morning, having my breakfast, watching the episode, and going, "This is such an exciting way to start the day yeah. with this fun adventure." You know, there is serious stuff going on. I think the the way they played those moments in the mosque with the DODC coming in. And everybody understanding what they're really meaning by the phrases that they're saying. You know, it's it's played out right at the beginning. There is a seriousness here to the way Muslim Americans are treated. And they deal with that. It's talked about. It's set out there. But overall, the show, the show itself can still be fun and can talk about the experience all these characters are having and the friendships they're having. That central cast that we have here in uh, Amanda Vellani, um, Matt Lintz, Yasmin Fletcher as the three friends, and then the rest of the family with Aramis Knight, uh, Shagarshek, yeah. and um, Zenobia Shroff as the, the family members. I think they're so good and so important to the character Miss Marvel. Yeah. I'm so interested to see how Miss Marvel looks on screen when we see her in uh, in the Marvels in future because I'm expecting we're not going to see a lot of the family around her uh, in the future but those interactions between them have been so good it really makes me want to see a second season of this show with all them back together definitely again. definitely yeah. excellent stuff we need to get over to the slushy bar for a quick cooling drink after all that action and fun and Absolutely. The, the reveal of mutants in the MCU. I How know. cool was that? Uh, John, do you want to give us our final slushy bar quiz question for the season? I certainly will. Question six. What does Sheikh Abdullah call Agent Diva as she enters the mosque to search for Cameron? I'm just really surprised he didn't tell her to take off her bloody shoes again because he told her last well, time. Exactly. How disrespectful can you be when you've already told them once? Like? Yes, exactly. But John, do you want to give him the question one more time? 
Yes. What does Sheikh Abdullah call Agent Diva as she enters the mosque to search for Cameron? Please send in your answers to feedback at TV Podcast Industries Mm -hmm. for question six and for all the other five questions from this series of Ms. Marvel. We will announce the winner of the the Slushy Bar quiz uh, on our wrap-up episode Mm -hmm. when Chris is back and you will be in with a chance for some Ms. Marvel goodies. Absolutely. If you've missed any of the questions at all, pop on over to the website at tvpodcastindustries.com. There's a list of all the questions up there. Uh, Send in your answers uh, to us and you can be given a chance of getting some goodies. Um, Just to mention the timings, we usually try to align that final wrap-up episode along with the assembled making of documentaries for the TV shows. Um, That doesn't have a date just yet, but I'm assuming it's about two or three weeks' time uh, is when that's coming up. So you have, let's say, until the end of July uh, to get in your answers for the Miss Marvel slushy bar quiz. Yes. Good luck, everyone, fellow quizzers Mm -hmm. and fellow defenders. Uh, this episode of TV Podcast Industries has been brought to you by our supporters over on Patreon, including Jenny V. Uh, thanks so much, Jenny, uh, for the support through Patreon. It's really, really appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us over on Patreon.com. Uh, you can go there to Patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries if you'd like to support us for any uh, monthly amount. Yes. Uh, you can also... Do a one-off donation on buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI uh, to buy us a coffee. Mm. Uh, and, of course, importantly, you can support us by subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with friends, family, mm. uh, community, you name it, uh, because sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing the love. And any support we, we get, uh, no matter how it is, is absolutely fantastic. Of course, another way of supporting us is by sending in your thoughts and feedback about the shows that we cover. And so on to our feedback. Yeah, first up, we have an email in from Jerry who says, Hey guys, this was a great season finale. Her mom making her costume and her dad giving her name was perfect. This finale made me want so much more. What will happen with Cameron and the Red Daggers? What did Bruno write to Kamala? Carol Danvers switched places with Kamala. Will we get a season two after Marvels? My only nitpick is the you're a mutant scene. Seems so last minute and out of place. Mutants in the MCU though, finally. This episode felt like a Disney Channel movie from the 2000s, but with a much better budget. The only thing missing was a cameo from Hannah Montana. <laughs> Finale was a hot fudge Sunday with lots of cherries on top from Jerry. Uh, that is much better than, uh, than what your flavor was for last week, Jerry. Uh, so obviously enjoyed it a lot. And uh, for the same reasons that we did, really. Yeah, yeah. great stuff, yeah. Jerry. Uh, it certainly was a hot fudge Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just oozed pleasure and sweetness, but really, really good. Uh, I guess maybe Hannah Matana might have been in there somewhere as a little Easter egg. Who mm, knows? Maybe. But uh, yeah, it loads. It is on Disney, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think loads of stuff here. Um, I think... I, I get what you mean about the mutant scene and um, being last minute, but I think you know that is that is going to evolve. Dare I say it in the the larger space? I think that will be the the films. And I will say, in fairness, there's a really good interview with uh, the, everybody behind the scenes, including all of the cast and everybody behind the scenes about that moment. It, it is it was kept. Um, hidden from so many people because nobody wanted to spoil the reveal that uh, Kamala was a mutant. I think uh, even Matt Lintz, who delivered the line, says until the day itself he wasn't given the actual page. The only person that had it was Aman Villani, um, who was freaking out, texting Kevin Feige, going, do we really get to do this in our show? Uh, so all everybody was really excited, but it was being kept under wraps. So it may feel like it's last minute in the episode, but part of that was actually because they were keeping it secret from yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you're right, Jerry. It, it, it really, as a finale, has made me wanting more mm-hmm. in terms of about the, the mutant aspect to it, but also, yeah, like with the Red Daggers, this, with the... The Khan family, it really has made uh, a really nice, lasting impression here. So uh, great stuff. Thanks for the feedback, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, We also got an email in from Coffee and Vodka who said, Greetings, fellow light spite defenders. As long as you imagine the last 10 minutes of episode 5 was instead of 2, 
full ones fleshing it all out. This one was sheer comic book mini-movie brilliance. Mm -hmm. Everyone had their time in the spotlight, contributing to a fun yet thrilling superhero castle defense game like installment. Mm -hmm. The social commentary was spot on, and it seems a good bet that Agent Diva is either Kree or a Skrull. Kamala shines like the up-and-coming star that she is, Finally, an optimistic soup is on the scene. Even a nice surprise teaser for the Marvels as well. Five mini mutants out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. Great stuff, coffee and vodka. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, Kamala really did shine in, in this uh, episode yeah. and this season. And you're right, an optimistic soup is on, on the scene. She will be giving positive energy to the likes of Doctor Strange, who really needs it after his Multiverse of Madness trip, <laughs> uh, and everyone else. She should have been there when Captain America was down and out uh, in those five years between the the, the snap and uh, yeah. and everyone coming back. Yeah. She could have really pepped him up, I think. Uh, and you can see how she would be a nice fit with... Um, with Ant-Man even, because, you know, yeah. a few references of Ant-Man here that think they will get on like a house on fire. So, yeah, they will. good stuff, Coffee and Vodka. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Coffee and Vodka. Uh, John Daniel also sent us an email. He said, I was on board from the jump with this episode. I love that they pretty much cut right to the chase with the DODC and the investigation. I also appreciated that one agent asked Agent Deaver to clarify what she meant by this is what happened when these kinds of people get powers. That followed by the appropriately unsubtle commentary by how mosques are viewed and treated in this country, the USA, was warranted and welcome. That said, Sheikh Abdullah is a, quote, machine in this episode. The line, <laughs> and I'm misquoting properly, just because someone treats you as an enemy, that doesn't mean you have to treat them as yours, really hit hard and applies for Cameron later. Shout out to the badass reveal of the true Miss Marvel costume and confident Kamala bouncing into the alley. I would not have predicted a clutch Zoe alliance if you allowed me a thousand guesses. Same with the beer, for that matter. I laughed out loud when he popped in. Do you even like British Bake Off to Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> the imaginative animation is back, and I missed it. The standoff in the high school reminded me of the peak Home Alone booby traps, and I Definitely. loved it. But Cameron got legit scary. That was a great turn. That dude does not give a f about collateral damage the pure teenage humanity that Amanda Vellani brings to kamala gave me goosebumps during her hero moments she like peter parker doesn't make any of what she's doing look easy or fun when lives are at stake the community support reminded me of when spidey stopped the train and the passengers stood up for him and her father gave real uncle ben vibes at the end of the episode absolutely also any spider-man comparison are only high compliments the show and character are fantastic i can't wait for more with captain marvel beyond a post credit scene i'm just biased <laughs> john in chicago a massive spider-man fan Yes, uh, great stuff, John. Yeah, I'm totally, totally with you here. Mm-hmm. Love the the Home Alone vibe of, of that of the fight in, in the school. Uh, I I just loved um the yep yeah, the turn of Cameron as well. As you say, really good. Forgot to mention the 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 Great British Bake Off uh, quote there Absolutely. again. Just it's just how they pepper. Um, you know, really serious moments yeah. with lines of, of, of comedy and fun mm-hmm. and, and diffuse, uh, just diffusing the situation or with the quotes from yeah. Sheikh Abdullah that was really, really good. And Absolutely. I think you're right. The, I think, uh, I really like that, uh, comment you made the pure teenage humanity mm-hmm. of Iman Vellani brings to Kamala, uh, is, is a sheer delight to see. And I think it's to the point with the commentary on, say, as well, with the DODC uh, going into mosques and so on. Mm-hmm. It's that not only with Sheikh Abdullah and the other people in the mosque, but it, it's the humanity of teenagers and, and kids that they they still do their life, have mm-hmm. their fun, despite all these things going on around and Absolutely. it's not because they're ignorant of it they mm-hmm. know what's happening Absolutely. but they also have um a childhood to live life to get on with exactly. and uh, you know i just thought that was excellent yeah 
Yeah, really good stuff. Thanks, John. Um, John just reminded me of another moment in the episode that I forgot to mention that I really enjoyed when um, when uh, Kamala's traveling through the streets in her new suit, uh, traveling above everybody and stops at a traffic light. Uh, I thought yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Really good stuff. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, John. Let's head on over to Facebook for some Facebook feedback. Yes. Heather Wallace says, Oh, my heart, when Maniba gave Kamala the new suit she mm-hmm. had specially made and it was in a box of milk toffee. The sweet her mum bought to stay connected to her. That was some beautiful intergenerational bonding. Mm-hmm. I loved this episode. There was so much to enjoy from the family trying to pretend they didn't know Kamala's secret mm-hmm. to the kids going all home alone on damage control to Bruno calling Kamala KK and all the TikTok videos at the end, just as Kamala once dreamed about. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone stays to the very, very end for the final scene. Yeah, thanks so much, Heather. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. There is so much love, uh, so much sort of greatness and kindness um, in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that beautiful intergenerational bonding which we also saw in karachi the week before and it is just so so good it i guess it you know there's people that might say oh it's too much like a kid's show you know for for adults but it takes you back to your childhood where you have these kind of interactions not all of them they're mm-hmm. not you know some of them are specific here for kamala for her family for her community but it it's that kind of it's just that beautiful um sort of humanity of it all i think mm. it's great thanks so much Heather, for your thoughts Brandy Lee Sanderson says, well, on first viewing i have to say this finale gave me some things i wanted some things i wanted to happen but then they switched it up on me smart nice and things i was expecting all in all i have to say i really enjoyed this series i enjoyed that it was a little bit light and airy and that it was something i needed at this time in my life and because of that it was something that i could look forward to instead of some of my other shows that have felt a little heavy and i've kind of avoided watching them because of it but just like some of my favorite parts of moon knight was the dive into did and even the egyptian mythos i have to say that i definitely love the part that goes more into the pakistani culture and history I have to also say my favorite part is that this really felt like a story about how an American Pakistani teenager will deal with becoming a superhero as opposed to it being a superhero who is a Pakistani American teenage girl. Are we going to get her as a mutant instead of an inhuman? In all, I just have to say that end credit scene has me excited to see what, what they have in store for me in Marvel's. Also, I missed it on the first watch, but on a rewatch, does the X-Men music play at that particular moment of the mutant announcement? It certainly does, it does uh, Brandy. Yes. It certainly does. Yeah. yeah. You you were not um, dreaming. Yeah. It, it, it was. So I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Um, no more Inhumans. No more Inhumans, <laughs> other than maybe in other universes. Yeah. Uh, but certainly... Uh, yes, it was the X-Men music play. Absolutely. So good. Uh, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. And as we said earlier on, it's, it's been such a bright spot of the week. It's uh, it's great to have something like this to look forward to, especially when you're covering big shows like The Boys or yeah. uh, other shows that we've covered in the past. Having this every week to look forward to has been great fun. And um, I think there's a really real skill, actually, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to blending um, the Pakistani culture the history of you know through the family that mm-hmm. is the Khans um, and and tackling some really you know difficult subject matter yeah. which you know they're not going and they're not laboring on it but they do it in a light airy approach yeah, exactly. to it um and, and there's a, there's a skill to that for sure um mm-hmm. i think which is really, really good for me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Thanks so much, Brandy. And yeah. thanks, everybody, for your feedback that you've sent into us throughout this season. Exactly. Thanks so much, uh, Brandy. Uh, really good to get your thoughts. And thanks to everyone, as Derek says as well, <laughs> for sure. Yes, not the last chance to get your thoughts in. As we mentioned, we will be doing a wrap-up podcast. So if you didn't get the chance to get in uh, your thoughts about Miss Marvel, we'd love to hear them. Email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Just mark it, Miss Marvel. And make sure you enter the slushy bar quiz for Miss Marvel and get your hands on some Miss Marvel goodies. Uh, this is the end of the Miss Marvel podcast itself, but 
we are moving over to the Umbrella Academy Season 3. I don't know whether time has slowed down or not, mm-hmm. but I feel as though we've been saying that for a long, long time we now. We have. It um, came out right in the middle of <laughs> our podcasting. Uh, we have recorded our first two episodes, but I haven't released them. I was holding back until we'd finished Miss Marvel, finished uh, The Boys, and then we can start releasing episodes uh, for Umbrella Academy. Yes. Uh, and we will have that reasonably quick uh, for the series, but we've just got two of the bag, and uh, they'll start coming out uh, towards the end of uh, end of this week into next week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but So come, enjoy us for that as well. Absolutely. Uh, there is the Umbrella Academy, of course, um, that we'll be covering. There are our two wrap-up shows, as Derek has already just mentioned. Yeah. There is, of course, on the Marvel radar for you, our fellow defenders, there is She-Hulk mm-hmm. uh, that will be coming out uh, towards the end of August as well. Uh, there is the Sandman as yes, well. There another is. comic book property mm-hmm. from the amazing Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And, of course, there will be, at some point, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't been uh, out of our houses, uh, to be honest. Uh, We've just been podcasting about all the other shows that we're covering, so we will eventually get to the cinema and be talking about that in the podcast. So join us for that. Make sure you stay stay subscribed to TV Podcast Industries. Um, Thanks for joining us. I'm going off to get shawarma. I think I might just join you. But before I do, thanks so much, fellow defenders, as always, for being a part of the podcast uh, and for this Miss Marvelous uh, series mm-hmm. that we've been covering. Uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts again on the podcasts coming up. But remember, keep watching, keep listening, keep defending, and um, biggin'. Bye. Bye.